0: here's elliot side by side down the backstretch Castine in and turn one drives it in
1: deep to the bottom. problems along the front stretch kyle larson gets sideways
0: he's young he's informed he's jc fickenshire and it's time now to
1: raise the door on jc's garage martin trex jr takes home the clash in a very chaotic race a lot of racks uh a lot of close combat racing, I guess you could say. Uh, pretty, pretty cool event to start it. Start the twenty twenty three season off. Uh, I thought we saw a little bit of um, what we might see this season, but I wouldn't base your whole season off this one race. Uh, I, I think it's good that Martin Truex got into victory lane. I think uh, after this past season, just an unlucky season, got didn't have any wins last year, but was in the contention for uh, a, a multiple wins and just could never get any of them, uh, any of them finished because of unlucky events, but good for him to start the year off with, I, I guess, technically a win. It doesn't count to points, but it's definitely momentum going into the Daytona 500. Um, what did you think about the whole event, David? Did you see anything that stood out to you?
0: I thought it was interesting just in general because it was different from what we had in 2022 there were a lot more wrecks there was a lot more drama it seemed after the Wiz khalifa khalifa concert that we could only get about one lap in and then there would be another wreck just because the aggression level from everyone was just through the roof and i mean we saw kyle bush kind of be at the front all day, and then Joey Logano just dive-bombed and didn't hit the brakes, anything, plowed into the back of Kyle Busch, gets him way up out of the groove. He ends up spinning around, ends up 25th, and then somehow pulls out a third-place victory, and he was in second place there at the end of this contest, but as we've heard in a couple of post-race interviews, he said Austin Dillon definitely had the better machine. And so he said, I let my teammate go by because i thought he had a better chance at catching martin and then he gave martin a goose on the podium which i thought was interest you know pretty cool because we don't get to see that at any other race where you have the top three on a podium and they get a medal usually it's just the one winner in victory lane and they shoot the confetti off and the pyrotechnics explode and they bathe the guy in gatorade or an adult beverage and he screams and shouts and they take his picture. This was a lot different because you had the top three on a podium. They got a medal, kind of like you see at your local short track, which this is very similar to that. The racing surface at the LA Coliseum is only a, a quarter of a mile. They went 37 and a half miles for 150 laps, but it was a lot more than that because they didn't count any of the laps under caution. And to me, the funny thing about this whole ordeal is that the average speed was twenty one point eight three one miles per hour. <laughs> now they did go a lot faster than that, but with all the wrecks and and all of the you know just the the time around and caution, which I think if if you're not going to count caution laps, you shouldn't count the speed under caution into your average speed. But I digress. I thought the event was great. I thought it was very reminiscent of what the L.A. scene is with Cypress Hill and Wiz Khalifa as your musical. Uh, kind of content and to me the racing was good i think that's what we should have at the beginning of the season because this is non-points pain it's lineup: who wants it the, the most and who wants that paycheck the most and who wants that gold gold medal like truex got the most and to me it was refreshing to see martin go to victory lane
1: yeah i agree i thought the whole event from five o'clock eastern standard time when we uh saw the heat races start up i thought the the entire event was was a great event um not really a whole part in the day that was boring to watch it, it seemed like almost every heat race every last chance qualifier no matter what race it was had cautions due to people driving into each other and uh i'm the one thing i'm kind of trying to figure out is will these uh battles carry over like we saw Joey Logano and Kyle Bush. We saw Ross Justine and Denny Hamlin for probably the 20th time over the past two years. Uh I don't I'm not sure how these uh battles will will turn over to the actual start of the season where points matter because again this isn't a point race. The only thing that really mattered in this race was getting the trophy and uh coming home with it. But I think looking at the the top 10 some interesting faces up there some that you maybe wouldn't expect but a lot of familiar faces martin truex winning the race austin Dillon and kyle bush both for rcr finishing uh second and third and then you got 200 drivers fourth and fifth with alex bowman kyle larson tyler reddick in the 45 car uh at sixth place and then ryan priest in the 41 ford uh, and seventh, in 7th, Ross in 8th, Denny Hamlin ninth, and William Byron 10th. So uh, I like seeing Tyler Reddick up there. I like seeing uh, Ryan Priest, And I like seeing both of the RCR cars being competitive in that race. Uh, just hope it can carry over into the regular season.
0: I agree. And something that we don't need to forget is that Eric Almirola had a really good car at the beginning of this race. He led a number of laps there at the start of this contest. And then after our first caution, he led 16 laps. And then after that first caution, he, they didn't really make it clear when to choose the choose cone. And then all of a sudden they're saying choose, and he had already went to the top and that's how he ended up losing the lead and ended up dropping back to like 20th before he could get back in line. And so we saw a lot of that style of racing where the bottom of the racetrack was King and. On that same kind of vein, Ryan Priest was very good, led a number of laps, 43 to be exact. And he his car was able to stick on the outside. He restarted on the outside a couple of times there in that last 150-lap shootout after halfway, the last 75 laps. And him and Alex Bowman were both able to run on the top. I think they used up a little bit of their cars to try to stay up there. I know Bowman finished top five and Priest in seventh. Um, but Truex definitely had the best car all night. And Bubba Wallace was up there in the mix until he got punted by Austin Dillon, and you could tell that he was visibly upset at the end of the race. He didn't get out of the car for a long time. And Kyle Bush definitely upset with Joey Logano saying that he owes him for a few more incidents and he's looking to pay those back here in this season. I think that it's good for NASCAR and good for the cup series to have a race like this. And it, and it be a short track race because you can get everyone's blood a little boiling. And then that leads into the regular season. And you've already got some rivalries to speak of. And I don't think this thing with Ross Chastain and Denny Hamlin is over yet. I still think Denny carries a big grudge against that. And uh, Ross is going to be Ross. He's going to be aggressive. He's going to drive to the bottom. And we saw that all night on this past Sunday in LA. So to me, it's, just a good solid race i hope that we go back there again and with this news that has come out about auto club speedway and the reconfiguration which we really don't know a lot about they haven't given a plan yet i'm interested to see what will happen in the future i know that there'll be an open date somewhere floating around because it doesn't sound like they will be able to complete Either the building of a new track or the reconfiguration there in Fontana in time for 2024, and 2023 will be the last time that we race on this surface here at Auto Club. So I think we'll see the LA Coliseum again. I don't think it'll be a points-paying race because I don't think you can fit 36 cars on there and expect a you know a good show. Be... Yeah, it'd be insane. <laughs> they would be lapping one another on like lap. A pace five. car would
1: be lapping the exactly
0: there's there's no way that they would be able to fit them all on there but i i do think that we will see a another race in the la market again probably at the la coliseum because i think this is just a great event and it's different from any other event that we put on all season now with that being said i know a lot of people they didn't really like the musical acts and they were like man this is just not how nascar is but that's not the point they were going after a different demographic and i think that's important to remember that nascar is not just solely focused on the same demographic that they reach out to every week they're trying to grow the sport they're trying to get younger eyes on the sport and you know me i'm i'm a millennial i think jc you're what in gen z i think that would technically yeah, be G. the generation that you're in i want to know what you thought about the musical performances and kind of the event as a whole and did you think it was successful as far as reaching a younger audience?
1: I think as reaching a younger audience, I think it could only help the NASCAR Cup Series to to gain an audience by the musical performances, the pre-race show, everything that they did at the track and on television uh, to do so. I think for me, it's it's wasn't personally my thing. I, that's not the... Type of thing I'm into, but I know a lot. of I have a lot of friends and a lot of people I know that are my age are, are definitely into that side. And it's just like uh, other sports. Other sports will bring in big names, big entertainment, and it'll bring in people to go to those events to watch those events. Uh, just having the big names, and then having them at those events to watch those big names means they'll be able to watch the sports show that's being on, whether it's hockey, football, whatever it is, NASCAR. Formula One uh, and and letting them see that sport in person is going to be it's it's going to give them a different perspective on it than watching it on television. And I know if you go to a sporting event like a basketball game on TV, it might not be the most entertaining thing, but in the stadium with the crowd and the atmosphere, it's definitely going to be a lot different. And same thing with football, same thing with Hockey, same thing with baseball. Uh, baseball is a big one. Baseball on TV might get a little boring, but in the stadium, there's always something to do, whether you're walking around, going to different parts of the stadium, watching batting practice, watching uh, the warm-ups. it's I think having people, giving a chance for younger kids, younger teens, to go out to a NASCAR event and actually see it in person is a great thing for the sport.
0: I agree. And so kind of off of that, that footstep, what do you think the rest of the season is going to be like? I know we've kind of touched on it a little bit and I, and I said that I think these feuds and these tempers will last a week because we've got what the duels coming up and then Daytona in a week because there's no real, you know, points paying racing action coming up cup series wise this coming weekend with the big game on Sunday so what are your what are your predictions for the future I guess as we move into 2023?
1: Well, I definitely think we're going to have some momentum going into the the Daytona 500 and that's already sold out NASCAR put out a, about a month ago. So there's going to be 200,000 or more fans at that event and then the whatever's watching on TV and I just hope that momentum goes into the West Coast swing, which I think it will with the West Coast just getting a little bit of a taste with the clash. Uh, So as long as the momentum gets through the West Coast swing and stays up, I think this could be a great season viewership-wise. NASCAR, if you look at the graphs and the statistics, it's only grown in the past couple years, which is an amazing thing. It was maybe a little bit down in the 2010s and uh after I think the passing of Earnhardt it, it, it the viewership dropped but I think over the past five or six years we've seen it steadily grow up and I think that's a great thing for the sport and the only way you get that to to reach higher and and, and spike up is to reach different audiences whether that's doing a, a race in Mexico, for say, or Canada, or on Hawaii, something crazy. You you reach out like that. That's how you get more of an audience. And you look at what Formula One does. I think Formula One has done a great job on expanding their audience, whether it's the, the Netflix show that they have, Drive to Survive, or um, going out and going to different countries. I think they've been the best at expanding their sport. And I think NASCAR's uh, kind of catching on to that, where whether they're now starting to produce some more shows, they're uh, trying to expand where the races are. Um, I think we'll see uh, a rise in what we saw last year, and hopefully it sustains itself throughout the year.
0: I do know that a couple of years ago that they had a race in Japan, I think, and then they had a, you know, NASCAR had a sanctioned race overseas, and it was well received it just it didn't have sustaining power they tried it a couple of times and each time it got a little bit you know less and less and i think that as a sport we still need those big names we need those characters i, I don't want it to be wwe like where you know it, it's it's staged or fake or it feels forced in that sense but i do think something like what we you know the results of what happened after the clash where we have multiple drivers mad at one another that's good for the sport I think that that makes it more interesting where you see that these drivers, they care about winning and they care about going out there and getting that trophy and they're not just out there clicking laps off. Now, kind of shifting gears a little bit, like I talked about earlier with Fontana going away, what do you think kind of takes its place in 2024? Do you think we, you know, do another race kind of in that same market or will we, will NASCAR branch out and go somewhere else?
1: Well, I think there could be two ways on how it's done. Now, If you think about a reconfiguration on a track, it's going to take several months to years. Uh, if you look at where Fontana is placed on the schedule, it's right after the Daytona 500. So I think two ways that NASCAR could do this. They can either start the reconfiguration as soon as the race ends this year and they have the rest of this year and and place Fontana on the next schedule towards the end of the year, maybe be just before the playoffs or in, in the postseason. And that might give them enough time to uh reconfigure the track and have everything done. And or they go to a different track in the area. There's obviously Portland has had an upswing, I think the NASCAR Xfinity series went there. And now I think both trucks and Xfinity are going there this year. So that could be a spot. It's over on the West coast. I'm not sure though. That is a road course compared to the two mile or short track that we're going to get with auto club. Um, there's a couple places they could go. They could add another race to one of their tracks, um, which is definitely doable. Uh, but I'm, I'm interested to see which way they go. Cause it's, going to take a while for them to reconfigure a track like when we think of reconfigurations the the last one we had was atlanta motor speedway and atlanta didn't really have to change much they had to retake the paving off they moved the walls back a little bit made it made the track wider on the front stretch and then changed the banking which isn't a drastic change obviously the racing has changed a whole ton it's a totally different track in the racing but when it comes to actually configuring the track in a different way it wasn't a whole lot it was a hard hard configuration to do and in the amount of time they had to do it 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 was very impressive what they did um but compared to auto club taking a track from two miles to under a mile is gonna take a lot because they're gonna have to reshape the infield and where that is move the garages move pit road uh the grandstands will have to come off so it's it's gonna take over a year to to reconfigure uh, Auto Club Speedway. Um, In the amount of time that they could do it, I think it's possible that we see it in 2024 to the later end of the season, but I don't think we will because I think they want to incorporate it in the West Coast swing. So I feel like they'll make it a West Coast track in place for Auto Club next year. I'm just not sure which one it'll be.
0: Well, if you were the deciding factor, where would you want to go? would you want to go to Uh, Portland or would you want, what would you want? Like if if I could pick anywhere. Yeah. If you could pick anywhere for that date, knowing that it's not going to be on the 2024 calendar, what would you um, want them to do?
1: I think Rockingham. If you haven't heard any of the news, Rockingham just got repaved and um, they're trying to revive that track, just like North Wilkesboro is. Um, I'm not sure who owns it right now, but if they could put, Cup cars on Rockingham, I think that would be awesome. That's
0: pretty interesting. I kinda like it. It sound it it would be cool to have two of the older tracks back in circulation. I don't North Wilkesboro to me is very cool and I think it's awesome what Speedway Motorsports is doing. I don't know if you could have a points race there though. I don't I because yeah. I I don't know if the infant infrastructure and the area could handle, you know, more than More than the amount of people that they're going to pack in there for the all-star race because there's really nothing out there you know yeah there's one way to get in one way to get out and it makes it very hard but i do think the all-star race there is going to be a spectacle i'm really looking forward to it i think it's great that it's back on the schedule and i hope that it stays there for a little while because i know jimmy johnson wants to run in it and he probably will this year in 2023 but You know who's to say that junior might not want to run there in an an all-star race Mm -hmm. i'm sure that nascar will put in some kind of provision if it were me i think i would want them to go i mean we're going to see how this road course goes in chicago this street course i think that they could do something like that and this was in the uh, pacific northwest somewhere i think that would be really cool we have we have the capability to do it i mean uh matt kenseth herschel mcgriff yeah herschel mcgriff is from the pacific northwest and so i think it would be really cool not just to honor him but that area has a lot of race fans so to put a put a street course or a road course in the in the northwest i think would be really cool and we we've ran the wet weather tires before and we've Mm -hmm. ran in really bad conditions so even if it rains a little bit i don't think it would be a problem this early in the year to kind of fit that in. I mean, we could always kind of flex the schedule a little bit and move, move some races around. We could do Daytona and then do what we kind of did in, you know, a couple of the pandemic years and run Homestead kind of right after Daytona and then go West, I guess, if we wanted Mm -hmm. to give ourselves more time. Those, that's just my thoughts. Who knows what NASCAR will end up doing with that date, but we haven't seen any, plans or schematics or anything for what they will do with auto club and to me it just seems like it's up in the air i wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if it disappeared all together and we just stopped going there but I, I don't want that to happen and it seems like the drivers really like that track at the two and a half mile or the two mile kind of configuration that it has now so we'll see what happens but it there's a lot of interesting things Happening right now in the sport, and we're getting we're getting ready to take a week off, which is just crazy to me. So um I'm excited for Day- Day- Daytona to get here. I I can't wait to see everyone down there in Florida and watch them go around the Super Speedway. To me, it's one of the best races of the year.
1: Yeah, and and adding on that, if you look at where we'll start with North Wilkesboro, North Wilkesboro will stay in the sport for a, a bit of time. I I can tell you that. But Rockingham and North Wilkesboro, they're kind of in the middle of nowhere areas. And and having races there at, at this point, it's hard to fit. Like camping isn't a big deal. But when you think of like hotels and the surrounding city, that's what you kind of got to think about. But having races there, if you have races at Rockingham or the races that we'll have at North Wilkesboro, the surrounding area will grow from that if you look at the area of Concord and Canapolis around Charleston Speedway, the the amount of growth that the track has brought. So that could set a long-term spot for Rockingham or North Wilkesboro. But if you were to move a race from, like you take away Fontana and you bring it to Rockingham for say, people after the race of Rockingham are either going to say, this needs to stay, this can't leave, or let's get Auto Club back. But if they say this needs to stay for Rockingham, they're kind of stuck with what they do with Auto Club because if they want a points-paying race at Rockingham, they're going to have to get rid of, and they want a points-paying race at Fontana, they're going to have to get rid of a track to make both of them stay and get rid yeah. of one of the dates for one of those tracks. So it's a it's a hard spot that they're in. Uh, it'll be interesting. I love the two-mile races at i think it's an interesting style of racing the the multiple grooves in the track but that track is desperate for a repave i mean you can you can tell it's really slick and and beating in the hot sun it's just gonna deteriorate more so they're gonna have to repave it this year and whether they repave it to the two mile or most likely the short track it's going to have an uh, influence on what happens for the race that comes in for that.
0: Oh, I fully agree. And it's, there's always one thing that's true. NASCAR fans hate the way that things are and they hate change. And so no matter what you do, there's going to be someone upset with the decision that's made by the powers that be. And for me, I'm really happy with the way this 2023 schedule is. I'm excited Mm -hmm. for it. I think it's the right amount of road courses, right amount of short tracks. The intermediates last year were really good. Um, There's really not a race on here that, you know, looking through the schedule that I circle and go, eh, why are we going here? Like, what are we doing? I I really like all these race, race racetracks. And, you know, short from last year where we had just a couple of duds, I think from things that we just couldn't control. To me, the 2022 season was really, really good. So, I think that kind of carries over to 2023 and at Daytona, I mean, anything can happen. We've seen Trevor Bain win and, you know, as a rookie, and we saw Austin Sindrick win as a rookie. And so this year we've got this rookie class of Ty Gibbs and Noah Gregson. Who's to say that neither one of them go out there to Daytona and end up getting a win. And, you know, maybe Martin Truex has a a renaissance and comes back and wins. Mm -hmm. daytona 500 i mean we just don't know and it's the biggest race on on the card all season i mean you you win the daytona 500 and it's like yeah we've done something this year already and it's just the first race but i don't think that really gives us any any indication on who will be the champion at the end of the year
1: yeah i really like before this next gen car uh when we had the gen 6 car for a while and we we knew what we to expect with that car I always went waited till the end of the West Coast swing to to really pick a couple of people out that are like okay these guys are the front runners because from Daytona you don't you don't get a whole lot you get an amazing race but any car can be competitive at Daytona it's it's a super speedway it's more working the draft than having a fast enough car that's trimmed out that can keep up with the other one. So if you know how to work the draft and you can stay out of the trouble, you're going to be in racing for the Daytona 500 and having a shot to win it. And then you get into Auto Club, and Auto Club's a two-mile track. It brings out those smaller teams. Like, you always see um, Richard Petty was – or Petty GMS last year. They showed out at that track. Um, and I think teams like that, one car teams or smaller teams are able to, to have a presence at that track just due to the speed and the style that it's raced. I think that auto club could be a track that like a guy like, um, Ross Chastain could dominate, but you could also have Eric Jones or Noah Gregson, a rookie, Ty Gibbs, a rookie who could come out there and and take that race. But after the West coast swing, you have like Las Vegas and and Phoenix, you get a mix of tracks that's pretty diverse. And after you get that little bit of a taste, you can kind of pick the guys who were uh, most competitive and, and got through the West coast swing with wins or top five finishes. So I'm not sure how this will, how I'll take this because we're still new to the next gen car. And from what we've seen with the next gen car, anybody could win in it at any race. So it might be like last year where we're at at Daytona at the cutoff race, looking into the pl- postseason, and we really don't have a guy picked out.
0: Yeah, I agree. And if it's any indication, I think the biggest difference between the 2022 clash and 2023 clash is that in 2022, the teams only had one or two cars built. This year in 2023, they had a lot of cars ready to go like they're not hurting for parts they're you know there's no sh- shortage they have the stables kind of locked and loaded and so i think that's why the aggression was a little bit higher and i think that is going to carry into this 2023 season and if the clash is any indication of how daytona will go i hope that we don't have as many wrecks and cautions but at least yeah. the caution laps will count <laughs> that's a good thing
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it
0: won't take forever to to get the race over um Cause there, there was a while there where I thought, man, if they keep wrecking like this, we're going to just keep doing one lap and then three laps of caution. And then one lap yeah. and then three laps of caution. And we're going to be here for five hours, but they ended up getting it together. And then they finally had about a 25 lap run there at the end to decide the clash. But at Daytona, it's, you know, I think you've got to play a little bit with your teammates, but then when it gets down to the end of it, you've got to just be like, okay, I'm going to go win it. And If you, I know that neither one of us, you've driven more than I have. I mean, you've, you've been in a legend car a couple of times to click some laps off. The best that I can do is I say I've been in a go-kart at like (laughs) Gatlinburg or something. That's, that's about as far as my racing prowess goes. I mean, I've played Mario Kart a couple of times, (laughs) but, uh, (laughs) for me, uh, I wanted to ask you what, if you're coming down to the end of the, the Daytona 500 and you're in the top five, and you know they're two by two most of the time, would you rather be leading or do you want to be a little bit further back in that, you know, top six or seven?
1: Ah, this, I would like, I'd like to be the second car in line on either line. I'd like to be in either third or fourth place, uh, pushing the leader, because I feel like if you're in the right line on the right time, first place is nice to be at, but you realize that you have no control on what the person behind you is going to do. The yeah, person you're, behind you, your is job is to block. You. Yeah. Your job is to block. So if I'm in second, if I'm in third or fourth, pushing the leader or second place, if I feel like if I get into a two car tandem, I can control my move better than what the person in front's going to do. Because, We saw it on the 24-hour Le Mans, if you saw it. I'm not sure which class it was, but the second-place car down the front stretch on the last lap of a 24-hour race drafted his way up behind a car and had such a big run that he... that the car in front, no matter what move it made, could not stop the second-place car and right at the line photo finish, second-place won. But being the second car in line at Daytona, if you know the runs, like... Joey Logano or Dale Earnhardt did or Denny Hamlin or Dale Earnhardt Jr. The guys, the best of the best on the super speedways. If you can know what your run's going to be, being in second place behind the leader, I think so much easier to control your outcome than what first place has, because you can tandem out and push, push the guy out. And then it's one-on-one and you leave him out to dry, you're going to have the run from the draft and he's going to be getting a whole lot of air right in front of him and and you'll have the run. So me personally, I'd like to be in second place or fourth place, whatever it would be if it's two two by two or single file. I'd like to be behind the leader, pushing the leader.
0: I, I agree. I, to me, it just – I mean, you got to be in the lead to win the race. So if you're leading and then something happens behind you and you're still leading, then you – effectively one but at the mm-hmm. same token if it's if i'm leading and it's my job to keep the lead and you're just switching lanes back and forth like we've seen so many times to block the run by taking the airway and you know fe- you're effectively just being a break that's all you are mm-hmm. if you're leading you're just going to go down to the line that has the momentum take the airway that the Momentum will stop. Then you got to move back up to the top, take their airway and then kind of fade back into the middle and see what happens after that. That's a hard position to be in. And Mm -hmm. in some instances you can cause a wreck behind you because you just get in front of somebody who's got such a big run and it's like, you just slam the brakes on, they run into the back of you and then hopefully you can control it. But if you can't, we've seen, you know, plenty of people. I mean, Austin Dillon, did that to Bubba Wallace a few years ago and mm-hmm. they were blocking and Austin Dillon just ran straight through him which is what you're supposed to do I mean you you're at the end of the race and not going to lift like no yeah. no way like I've got the <laughs> run I'm coming through you're either going to get freight trained or you're going to get out of the way so to me I, I agree I think being in second or third is probably the best position to be in and then even in that sense if you know you're at the end of the race and say we're teammates and you're ahead of me And I feel like, you know, I, I'm going to have to wreck you to win. I don't think that I would, I mean, it's a Daytona 500. I would probably do anything to win. I mean, we've seen Ross Chastain. He'd do anything to win. He'd wreck his mom to win. (laughs) But, um, you know, at some point I've, I've heard Blaney say a couple of times, he's like, I, I just knew that we didn't have the car. I knew that I was not going to be able to pass. And so I was content just to push the other Ford car in front of me to try to get the win.
1: Yeah. And so at And it some also, point, yeah. Go ahead. I think adding to that to to my answer is I think it also depends on who's leading the race cuz yeah. I don't want to be in the position where I'm pushing Joey Logano. No. Is we know what he's going to do blocking a car or Ross Chastain I think at this sport, Ryan Newman used to be great at it. But Ross Chastain and Joey Logano right now are the hardest drivers to pass because they're going to block you, and they're never going to let you by. No, it doesn't matter if you're racing for 18th or for the lead. So pushing Joey Logano would be iffy because he he's going to block me super hard, and he knows what he's doing. He knows how to stop my runs from happening. Same thing with Ross Chastain. But if I'm pushing a, a guy like Austin Dillon, I'd feel more comfortable because he's not known for being a a great blocker. But who knows? They're professional race car drivers, so he's he still probably is. But compared to Joey Logano or Ross Chastain, I'd feel more comfortable pushing Austin Dillon.
0: Yeah, I mean he, I mean Austin Dillon's not known for being super super aggressive. I mean he's been mm-hmm. ag- aggressive when he needs to be. but it's not like Joey Logano's behind you and you're William Byron at Darlington and you get punted into the wall. Like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's different, different story. And I mean, I just said that Dylan pushed Bubba Wallace out of the way and they're like best (laughs) friends. So, I mean, I mean that, that stuff happens. That's just racing, but, uh, exciting to see, uh, I'm, I'm really revved up for Daytona, but it's right here upon us. I feel like the off season went by kind of slowly and fast at the same time. So before we go, I want to know, since there's no real racing this weekend, what are you thinking for the uh, big game who Chiefs uh, Eagles? What do you
1: think? um my mom's an Eagles fan, so if I say chiefs i'll be I'll be living outside in a 10 <laughs> uh, but also i I think me personally, I think the chiefs are or the eagles are uh better team all around uh i don't want to jinx anything but i just i just like the way they're coached um both teams are coached very well though uh, i like the eagles defense they're hard hitting go for the ball um and their offense is is run heavy and they can pass the ball when they need to i'm a buffalo bills fan so i i hurt right now but I'd i'd have to go with the eagles i think they're just all-around better, and I'd be surprised if the Chiefs' defense can stop any bit of the Eagles. Um, But also, I want to hear your pick on the big game. But since we normally pick the big race, uh, I don't know how the duels will line up. We obviously can't predict that. But pick two guys you think could win the duel. They might line up against each other, but pick like duel one and duel two. Duel
0: one, duel two. Oh, that's hard because last year it was Busher and Keslowski. And yeah, <laughs> we didn't really, they didn't really materialize until the second Bristol race when Busher ended up leading a bunch of laps and, and got a win. Uh, let's see. Let's pick two people that, that, that don't really get a, a lot of notoriety sometimes. I'm going to pick Suarez. I think he's, he's pretty good. I like him mm-hmm. give track house some clout. And then let's see. Let's go with someone new. Let's do Ty Gibbs. How about that? that. And then your big
1: game pick. Big game pick.
0: Oh, man. Being a Panthers fan, it's hard to pick (laughs) someone in the NFC, and the Panthers have been bad. Excited to see what happens. We hired Frank Reich. Uh, We picked up a good defensive coordinator, so that's that's good to see. Um, I'm really excited for the draft for them. They've got a lot of picks this year from the trade, from McCaffrey to San Francisco. So I don't really think I can go with the Eagles. I think I would like to see Andy Reid win another one and yeah. maybe kind of establish this Chiefs dynasty a little bit more. And mm-hmm. and I kind of agree with some of the other talking heads. I think uh, you know I think Mahomes is probably the best quarterback right now. I know Josh Allen's really yeah. good. And I know yours. I a love Pulse Josh Allen. And uh, and, and he's, this he's good. But Mahomes, Mahomes, was Mahomes better. yeah, Mahomes is pretty good. So who are you going to pick for the duels? Uh,
1: I like. Um, I like Eric Amarola, kinda. I feel like he could be sneaky. He's solid. That's solid. Solid on the on the big tracks. And I'm gonna go with uh, uh, a guy who's, you know, kind of making a name for himself. Bubba Wallace. Uh, I like he's it. Always, always good on super speedways. I think Bubba Wallace can get it done if he's in the right place at the right time. So they might race against each other in their duels. But if not. I'd have those two winning. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for stopping by the garage. Uh, thanks, David Styles, for joining me. And tune into the duels. Tune into Speed Weeks without the Clash. Uh, it's going to be an exciting week, and this is going to be exciting to see who takes home the Daytona 500.